We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, is my fellow football priest. You know him, you love him, Zach Kelberman. And also, Darla. This is my new dog. What do you think? She has to be in the office with me right now because I don't dare put her out in the heat. But, Zach... New co-host, maybe I should resign, and Darla just gets after it. What do you think? Yeah, I'll do a show with her. I just want to pet the hell out of her, man. She is so freaking cute, and yes. uh, the honorary third football priest. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. Uh, my wife's a uh, an animal lover and just, you know, a ranch girl, grew up on a ranch. And This is my dog, but don't pretend for a second it was my idea to get the dog. But now that I have her... Uh, she's great and she fits in she fits in nicely with Buckley but that being said guys what's good it's been a busy couple of days uh, since last Zach and I were able to chat with you a lot has happened Uh, first thing I want to get to real quick Zach because I see some great super chat superstars uh, with supers already stacking up in the chat really appreciate you guys we're going to get to you hold tight just for a moment but Sean Payton we all know by now, I would assume everyone has seen, heard, read, whatever, uh, Sean Payton slamming Nathaniel Hackett. And not only that, but kind of like inadvertently uh, also kind of friendly fire slamming George Payton by extension, kind of slamming the Walton Penner group a little bit. Um, and then also, Zach, going to bat in defense, the most vociferous defense uh, we've heard, and I think, and I would argue, Zach, the actual true opinion that Sean Payton has held close to the vest this entire time, his true opinion when he was interviewing for the Broncos job on Russell Wilson. And we can get to some of the details, but two questions. Your gut reaction to, to Payton's remarks to uh, Jarrett Bell of USA Today, and then also why he chose now to kind of unburden these th- th- these topics. It is interesting that he's preached to uh, be anonymous donors and work in silence. And then on the eve of training camp, this article comes out that he greenlit and he went on record with and made these uh, bombshell claims. But to anyone that has a problem, tell me where he's wrong. 
Tell me what he said that was not rooted in fact and rooted in reality. He said it was one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history on Nathaniel Hackett's part. True. He said there were, you know, injury concerns. There were problems in the training room. There were problems with Russell Wilson's honorage and, and the makeup and the, uh, the symbiotic nature of the team. All that is true. So you might not want to hear it. It might be blunt. It might be no BS. It might be a stark contrast to how NFL coaches talk, but it needed to be said because the Broncos for too long, years and years, have been doormats. They've been lampoons. They've been jokes. And all they've done is take it on the chin. They've been passive. They've been, I hate to use the word, but beta as a collective. Well, Sean Payton is the alpha, and he's going to say what has to be said. They needed a dog in that building to quote a keep to leave. Sean Payton is that dog. I'm happy he cleared the air. I'm happy that it's he's establishing that culture, and I'm grateful for it because they might not win every game, but they're not going to be pushovers anymore either. Well said. Well said. So here, just to set the record straight for those who maybe haven't read the article or heard about this quite yet, here is what Sean Payton said uh, a few things. First off, this is kind of in response to a question from Bell posturing about <clears throat> Russell Wilson kind of being dragged through the muck, all right? Quote, this is Peyton, quote, they can only beat the you-know-what out of you so much, but everybody's got a little stink on their hands. It's not just Russell. It was a poor offensive line. It might have been one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the NFL. That's how bad it was. He goes on to say, quote, everything I heard about last season, we're doing the opposite. Now, on the, on the uh, topic of friendly fire, kind of spraying Peyton, spraying the Walton Panthers a little bit in his vociferous, not only defense of Russell Wilson, Zach, but attack of Nathaniel Hackett. Here's the next little part I wanted to read. Quote, doesn't happen very often where an NFL team or organization gets embarrassed, and that's what happened here. Part of it was their own fault relative to spending so much black gum time trying to win the offseason. The PR, the pomp and circumstance, marching people around and all this stuff. We're not doing any of that. The Jets did that this year. You watch. Hard knocks, all of it. I can see it coming. Remember when Dan Snyder put that dream team together? I was with the Giants. This was back in 2000. I was a young coach. I thought, how are we going to compete with them? Dion's there now. That team won eight games or whatever. So listen, just put the work in. And then last thing here, Zach, I want to get to on the topic of Russ. Quote, oh, man, there's so much dirt around Russ's uh, regression. There's 20 dirty hands for what was allowed, tolerated in the frickin' training rooms, the meeting rooms, the offense. I don't know, Hackett. A lot of people had dirt on their hands. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This, uh, this BS that he hit a wall, shoot, they couldn't even get a play in. They were 29th in the league in pre-snap penalties on both sides of the ball. Close quote. Zach, it was a... I mean, it was just a, a complete battery of the entire situation. And there's other parts where he references the GM, everyone, right? The ownership, the president, all this. No, not ownership, but the president. Uh, so uh, them's fighting words. Uh, but again, tell me where he's wrong. Tell me one thing he said in that spiel that wasn't factually correct. It's true. Something we've been saying all of last season, all of this offseason. It was not Russell Wilson solely. He did not suddenly forget how to play football. The best is still yet to come uh, after that bombshell trade and uh, the, the contract that they paid him. I don't necessarily see the issue here because, and only if, 
when Sean Payton was hired, he made the same kind of comments. He was talking about, well, they did no uh, uh, seven on sevens last year, 11 on 11s, and Russell Wilson had his own honorage and uh, no hitting in training camp and no starters playing the preseason. He said point blank, that's not how we're going to do it here. We're going to do it how I did it in New Orleans. So indirectly, that was a slight and criticism against his predecessor, Nathaniel Hackett. It just wasn't a national headline like it is today and only because he was so blunt he was so to the point and he was so I think on the nose that's why it got picked up I don't have a problem with what he said at all again they needed this juice they needed the alphaness they needed the the swagger they had to have some fight and some pride and some character back they haven't had that they haven't now under Sean Payton Troy <clears throat> pardon me buddy thank you for your patience uh jumping in early before we even went live with a super chat he says hey guys glad he defended his team and quarterback and set expectations but no need to attack another team and people still in the building hope it motivates the team on this topic you know nothing Sean Payton does or says I don't want to give him too much credit because it's not like you know there's only been one perfect individual to ever walk this earth so they say all right but Sean Payton, nothing he does, Zach, is uh, off the cuff, so to speak. Now, when he's a play caller and stuff going off his gut and seeing, now that's off the cuff and that's instinct and that's that. But like he's very tactical in how he approaches everything. My bet, this is not me reporting anything. This is not uh, buzz or anything like that. This is just me guessing, all right, educated guess that maybe the words weren't perfectly chosen, but I am guessing. George Payton and the Walton Penners were apprised of what he was going to say, how he was going to say it a little bit in this bell sit down, maybe not to the full extent, but like, and even if they weren't apprised like ahead of time, because he allowed these words on the record and he knew that and it was sat for a minute or two, I'm sure he called them up and let them know, Hey, there's, there's a piece coming out just so you know, you know, I'm kind of spraying it, so to speak, just so it's objective and everything. I'm just trying to rally the guys. Cause I asked you why, why now is he kind of raising this banner? And, uh, you know, I don't often agree with a lot of Mike Kliss takes, you know, his reporting. Great. Some of his opinions and whatnot, I'm kind of, eh, take it or leave it. But he said today something that really struck home to me, which is, and I'll paraphrase it, that this was about when you look at the timing of it and this, the, the, the degree to which he kind of went at these issues that like you talked about this whole anonymous donors thing, peeling back player act, uh, media access to players, all this whole thing, and all of a sudden he chooses to go kind of Rambo. The timing of it was about get, you know, kind of uh, burying some of the old bones, galvanizing this team, rallying them around him, rallying them around Russ as training camp starts. So I don't think that the uh, – it's not a coincidence, Zach, that this happened a couple of days before actual training camp is set to kick off. No, and I guarantee you every player in that locker room from Russell Wilson on down loves what Sean Payton did. Sticking up for his team and kind of uh, forming a new era and turning the page on what was one of, if not the worst season in franchise history last year. In terms of the ownership group being apprised, you don't pay Sean Payton $18 million a year and trade a first-round pick if he's not going to have a ton of leeway. He has a lot of leash. It's his honeymoon season. He can pretty much get away with anything right now. And Troy, definitely appreciate your comment and your interaction as always. I disagree, though, with your spinning of it. I don't see how he attacked the Jets. He didn't say they suck. He didn't say they haven't won a Super Bowl since man landed on the moon. He hasn't said they have the longest playoff list drought in the NFL. He pretty much just said Nathaniel Hackett, was bad at his job, which 
I think even Hackett would admit that. So I don't want the media narrative, the national media, and how they're kind of criticizing Sean Payton to persuade Broncos country into thinking that Sean Payton did anything wrong. This is the type of leadership we've all been begging for, begging for, for years now, and we finally got it. And I guarantee you the players in that locker room will be fighting harder because of it. Takes uh, take some cashews to go at it. Even, even if, Zach, he hadn't mentioned the GM and the president and all this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. From last year, it takes some cashews to kind of throw down the gauntlet the way he did. Uh, David McElrath, the Papa Bear, as he is known in his neck of the woods, jumping in as well with a super thank you, David. He says, good evening, Broncos country, Chad, Zach, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Hashtag tomorrow. Hashtag 12 and 5. Buckham times 3. MHH for life. Denver Bronx for life. Really appreciate you, David. Seriously. Thanks, bud. Can't wait to see you in October. Zeus in the house. The very first face etched in the MHH super chat superstar Mount Rushmore is this man. Zeus, love you, big dog. Thank you. So generous of you, uh, as is just, that's your thing. That's how you've always been. And we are very, very grateful. It says, hi, all football is here and loving our coach, Zach. I'm right there with you, Stu. Thank you so much. You're like the, the founding father of the super chats and you've been such an integral member of our community for years now. This made me fall more in love platonically with Sean Payton because I knew he had this in him. I knew the type of coach the Broncos were getting, but for him to go on the record 
right before training camp and stick up for his team. Most importantly, like Chad was talking about, sticking up for, for Russell Wilson, someone who's had no one in his corner, literally no one. He's been dragged through the coals day in and day out for over a year now. The one man that actually defended him is the one man that's the key to his success. So I love everything about Sean Payton's comments. I wouldn't walk him back at all if I were him, and I'm going forward confident in what I said. Great to see you, Stu. Hope you're doing well, big dog. Uh, Larry, no filter, jumping in with a super chat. Thank you, Larry. Great to see you. It says, why are we not signing Shelby Harris? I think he is the missing piece to the defense. That, that uh, kind of ties back into Sean Payton again. There's a little clip that uh, if you're following all the different MHH social channels, by now you've seen it, of Sean Payton answering a question relative to Mike Purcell's injury and starting on the um, non-football injury list and all this, which he dismissed and said, listen, I'm never going to talk about injuries. So for what it's worth. Um, and the question was, well, what about, you know, Mike Purcell, the injury? Can you tell us more? And how do you feel about the depth? So he said, I'm never going to talk about injuries. And, uh, you know, I feel I feel okay about the depth. And then another person asked another question about the depth. He said, I think I just answered that. Just like slamming it, like, who was it? I think it was, who's the Denver Post columnist? Um, Mark Kisla. Mark Kisla. In talking to yesterday, Zach, asking uh, Greg Penner about his, uh, you know, crotchety, what was the word he used? Um, oh, gosh. It's like curmudgeon, crotchety slip in my mind but it's like that you know what, what what does it ever like cause a problem his behavior you know his kind of aura that he puts out or something like that was the question and penner's just like you kidding me we're talking about sean payton here like next question that's not how he answered it but um anyway on the subject of the defensive line sean payton made it sound like eh, no big deal yeah. but zach i think we we know that once you see a few days of camp and the Broncos get to kind of see how these pieces are fitting together. Sands, uh, Aoma Awuzurike, who's suspended for the year. Maybe you see a move because we both are on the same page with Shelby. Yeah, I mean, Sean Payton was asked directly yesterday if they're going to add depth to the D-line after Awuzurike's ban and Purcell's placement on NFI. And he goes, we're, we're working with who we have right now. And he was asked about the depth on the D-line, which is taking a hit. And he goes, we're comfortable with where we are right now. So it leads me to believe that no signing is imminent, but they're waiting to see how the preseason plays out for his own team and for everyone else and who might shake loose uh, during final cuts or right before final cuts. In terms of Shelby Harris, I, I would not mind if he came back, but you can't force him to come back to Denver when he feels like he was uh, given a, a bad shake. And he's burned pretty much every bridge on his way out of the Mile High City since he was included in that deal for Russell Wilson. So it takes two to tango. I don't know if we have the uh, the pair here. By the way, the word I was searching for, cantankerous. Cantankerous. There's your there's your uh, word of the day, MHHers, uh, courtesy of uh, Mark Kisla. Frankie, what's up, dude? Great to see you. Appreciate you. Been a minute. Hope you're well. He says, what's up, Priest? It has been a while. I've been busy, but I'm stoked for football season. Which Broncos draft pick are you most excited to see on the field? Go Broncos and Buckham. For me, it's Drew Sanders, Zach. Sanders, for sure. Uh, I 
I want to see Marvin Mims, obviously. Unfortunately, he has another hammy injury, a uh, different one than the one he dealt with a few uh, weeks or months ago, but he should be okay for the season opener. And also, J.L. Skinner, what he's going to do in that secondary, in that back end, as maybe the future replacement for Justin Simmons on a full-term basis, or even just a hard hitter that can come in off the bench and just provide some of that T.J. Ward physicality i'm really excited about all the broncos draft picks but skinner riley moss marvin mims and and your boy drew sanders are going to be exciting players to watch i wouldn't be surprised speaking of moss i wouldn't be surprised if there were some fireworks between he and and jerry judy and he and some other receivers just because uh how did marvin mims uh describe it i'll paraphrase that riley moss lets you know he's there so to speak right um so be interesting to see aaron what's up bro aaron lynch in the house one of our longtime Super Chat superstars. And yes, guys, when week five rolls around, Zach, get your popcorn ready. Ooh. Thank you for the super, Aaron. The booze that will rain down at Empower Field on October 8th will be like un- unlike anything Broncos country has experienced before. When Nathaniel Hackett comes to town, Aaron Rodgers comes to town, the Jets come to town. I just hope for any Broncos fans in attendance, when the Jets are on offense, count down the play clock. Make Hackett feel a little welcome in his former home. Oh, man. Mike, so good to see you, bro. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for being with us. Love the support, as always, big dog. Uh, Let's grab this one here from Keith Brugman. (coughs) Pardon me. Good to see you, my friend. He says, right now, all the focus is on Sean Payton. Russ looks bad tomorrow, then it's on Sean. The defense looks bad, Sean again. A good, in parentheses, smart move. So what he's saying is, I think Zach is by part of the uh, one of the ramifications of what he what he did in that column or that interview he gave uh, USA Today was took kind of some of the onus off the players and the whatever and kind of put it all on him right like I I can I can carry this load or whatever but even if he hadn't done that Zach that would be the storyline anyway um, fair or not it's like I've been watching that Netflix series that you raved about quarterback. And um, I can't remember which one of them said it now off the top of my head. I think it was Mahomes, actually. He said that, um, you know, whether you if you win, you get more credit. You get probably more credit than you deserve. If you lose, you probably get more blame than you deserve. But you yeah. just accept it because that's the that's the life of a quarterback. And it's even more extreme uh, for a head coach and especially one with the with the resume that Sean Payton has. And then he's going around like this, for lack of a better term making enemies, uh, firing shots, and uh, doing so, Zach, with aplomb. Yeah, there's a, there's that old expression that when it works, you look like the hero. When it doesn't, you're the goat. And that's the life in the NFL of a coach, of a quarterback, of any player. Um, I don't know, to the previous comment, if they're talking about the first you know, official training camp practice tomorrow. I'm not going to judge Russ on one practice, but it, it does put a little pressure on them to perform as they should. Fortunately, based on all reporting, Russ has looked really solid in practice so far. He's looked like he's in command of Sean Payton's offense. He has command of the huddle. He's making good reads. He's on time. He's he's lost weight. So it's definitely pointing up for number three. Uh, <clears throat> pardon me. I will draw your attention once again to uh, this right here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It wasn't just Russell. He didn't just flip. He still has it. This BS that he hit a wall, shoot, they couldn't even get a play in. Broncos fans remembered that with uh, no small amount of trauma. It was bad. It was bad, and and we all know how that shook out. But, George, what's up, bro? Great to see you. Thank you for the stars. He says, thanks for all of the guys at MHH for making it easier to get through the time without football. Denver Bronx for life, MHH for life. Awesome, George. Thank you for being there with us, my dog. Um, really appreciate you. Steve Armstrong, what's up, big dog? The uh, Mile Highlander, as he is known, as you can see him in his profile pic, rocking not only his Buckham t-shirt, but his Bronco kilt. This is a man who goes hard. Steve, what's up, dude? He says, Priest dropping knowledge. I agree with Sean Payton showing aggression. I'm looking forward to a solid team. Teams should get ready for a different Broncos team. Hashtag Buckham. Hashtag get with a B, get bucked up, get bucked up indeed. Yes, yes, I like it. Maybe that's another T-shirt, Zach. Uh, Yeah, I agree with what he's saying here about being the aggressor. I mean, for too long, the Broncos have been the prey. It's, It's high time for them to be the predator of the NFL. And it's not just talking the talk, but it's walking the walk. Obviously, I don't want to count my chickens. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, they have to prove it on the field starting in week one, but they needed this type of approach, this type of mental reshifting when you come from a previous regime who thought everyone was you know, everyone's friend, everyone was buddy, buddy. There was no accountability. There was no responsibility. It was sunshine and rainbows, regardless of the result. And we talked about counting down the play clock. Wasn't that week two against Houston? And if I remember correctly, they eked past Houston in that, it wasn't 17, 16, I think final score. So they had trouble even beating one of the worst teams in the NFL with the home fans Counting down the play clock, not getting a play in. So when he says it was historically bad, when he says Hackett was that much of a failure, again, show me where he's wrong. Show me the lie. Yeah, Yeah. you can't. Uh, He kills you with truth, does Sean Payton. And it it was bad in week one in Seattle, but that was a road game. And you're right, week two, Broncos fans were literally counting down the clock because it was so bad. And then when we were there, if you recall week three, we were like waiting to see how bad is this going to be like. And I remember it happening maybe once where fans started counting down the play clock. But by then they had kind of started to work out some of the kinks. And off the top of my head, I don't recall if that's because Rosberg had already been hired or if it started to modestly improve. And then they brought him in and it got quite a lot better, but still far from perfect, far from optimal, far from where you expect it to be. For any NFL franchise quarterback by a guy who was in his 11th season uh, has been to nine Pro Bowls. That guy. Kenny, what's up, dude? Thank you for the super chat. He says, good evening, fellas. Just want to show some love for the great show. Well, we show love right back at you, Kenny. Thank you, bud. And uh, not just our show, I know, but you've been supporting uh, a lot of different shows here at MHH. So thank you, big dog. Safe shield security screens and doors. 
man, I could almost come up with like a jingle for you on the radio, like right now on the spot because of the alliteration you got going there, big my my friends. Uh, of course, thank you for the super. Of course, Turner is going to defend Hackett. Dude was his meal ticket. You can't tell me Hackett didn't have some sort of clue about Turner's health. Talking Billy Turner uh, coming over from Green Bay, just got him a paycheck. Yeah, um, I think it was Hackett Zach who described Billy Turner as either his best friend or one of his best friends like everybody um, else. But yeah, I mean, Turner, no, no head, no player for what it's worth as incompetent as Nathaniel Hackett was and whether or not it's your best friend, uh, no player is going to talk smack on their head coach uh, in the, especially in the media. It's just not going to happen. So Turner was never going to be that guy anyway, but that's for whatever it's worth. Well, did you see his social media post? That's what I think uh, they're referencing here. No, Turner's. Ex explain. So Billy Turner went on, I think it was Instagram, and in Comic Sans text, as, as ridiculous as that is, he called Sean Payton a bum. He called him childish. He said that he okay. implied that Sean Payton got to training camp and realized what he was in for, and that's why he made those comments. The irony couldn't be any more amazing. Not only Billy Turner calling somebody else a bum when he's been replacement level and a journeyman and injured for a majority of his career, but to call someone childish and then say that on social media and, and, and make it a big deal. I think it's just totally uh, hypocritical, but he's their problem. Dude, I totally forgot he even signed with the Jets. Uh, we didn't even know he existed last year, Chad, until he played. I'm trying like to. I'm looking for it. I found him on IG, but I'm not seeing that post. Maybe it was a story. I don't know. But you'll have to send me that, Zach, because we could we could maybe make some hay with that. Here we go, Mr. Producer, uh, in the house. Thank you, bud. Everything I heard. Okay, yeah, yeah. So here he is from a. It looks like an IG story, or no? This is from. Anyway, Billy Turner writes seems like someone started training camp and is trying to soften the blow after realizing what he's in for this season f word bum bounty gate hashtag bounty gate hashtag childish uh-huh okay thank you my bad guys my bad uh for for missing that um i can't believe i did yeah that's uh that's a guy going back to safe shield security screens and doors <laughs> Dude was his meal ticket. You can't tell me Hackett didn't. Yeah, so this is just a guy. Uh, you know, it's like that phrase, Zach, and I wrote a song about this, actually, that's on the Bridge the Gap album. You get the most flack when you're over the target. That's all you got to say when it comes to Peyton. But for him to bring up Bounty Gate, I mean, scraping the bottom of the barrel to that extent, something that was a decade ago that has no bearing on Turner, nor the Jets, nor the Broncos. Again, it's totally hypocritical, and I wish Billy Turner would talk to a mirror instead of talking to Instagram. Indeed. Tom, what's up, dude? Great to see you. Thank you for the super chat, my friend. It says, Sean is all about holding people accountable. Love it. Saw Williams Presser today, and wow, that dude is built like a Bronco. Sounds like he's ready to go. Um, yeah, Zach, how are you feeling about that situation? Sean Payton said it could be where he's eased in. He can have one day on one day off. Um, he has a knee brace on right now, but just the fact that he's in training camp, participating, uh, taking handoffs, catching passes and looking like he's not hampered is remarkable. The dude is a straight up alien and all signs point to him being in the starting lineup as the starting running back week one against the Raiders. I'm 
so impressed by uh, Williams' grit and determination coming back from what was a, probably a career-threatening injury. Yeah, it's going to be dope. But I think they'll still kind of work him in a little bit once the season starts. But by week two or three, I, he's probably going to be zero training wills. But they're just being smart about it. You're going to see him plenty, though. If you're going to training camp at all, you're going to see Pookie plenty. Brent with the Top Rope Super Chat. Thank, Thank you, Brent. big dog. Great to see you. Uh, a guy that's been with us a long time. Brent says, evening, Chad, Zach, and Scott. I saw Pookie's interview, and he gave our new health staff props for his early return. This will be a great year, Denver Rocks for Life, MHH for Life. Indeed, you know, this is uh, when we talk about flipping the script, right, and turning the ship around, a big key to that really happening is staving off the injury bug and figuring out how to avoid, once again, being one of the NFL's most snake-bitten teams. And this is the early returns on this new regime as far as the health, fitness, sports science, strength and conditioning, all that. Uh, if 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 Pookie is the poster child for that, then color me encouraged, Zach. Be still my beating heart. You mean a Broncos player has experienced positive results from the training staff? Wow, that's some revelation and something, again, the Broncos haven't had in quite some time. We all were kind of not skeptical, but we didn't know much about Bo Lowry. We didn't know much about Dale Dalrymple. I'll get that name right one day, but they're showing great dividends so far. Fingers crossed, no injuries in training camp as it starts tomorrow. Thank you again, Brent. Uh, Aaron says uh, with another super... I needed a reminder that Billy even exactly. existed. Exactly, dude. Well said. Um, charge it to the game, I guess. Howie, what's up, dude? Jumping in with some stars on Facebook saying, hey, fellas, checking in. Go Broncos. I hope you're having a great freaking day, Howie freaking day. Great to see you, big dog. The GLP in the house, the swashbuckler himself says, and thank you. Very generous, Gary. That's the way to start a season. Sean jacking up the troops as training camp starts. Hi, Chad, Zach, and Scott. Go Broncos. Buck them. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think, again, Sean Payton's not a guy that just kind of, you know, goes off half-cocked. Like, if he does or says anything, it's usually quite considered. You know what I mean? Like, even if it comes off like he's venting or something, he's a guy that's savvy in just about everything. But especially, you know, not just Zach. You've got 15 years of being a head coach and being on that side of the kind of media uh, versus coach uh, equation but then he spent a year in the media and so this is a guy that he, he knew what he was doing whatever he did today whether you liked it loved it hated it ambivalent whatever sean knew what he was doing today he had a reason and a rhyme for it yeah you can't go half cocked you got to go full cocked at all uh all measures Hashtag. Uh, and, and you know i would wager that what would you say chad about 90 percent of last year's team it remains with the broncos the, the carryover about 90 percent of the same players do you think they liked going through that? Do you think a player like Justin Simmons, for example, who hasn't even sniffed the playoffs as a pro, likes losing and likes playing for losers? No. So again, the comments that, as GLP said, jacking up the team and providing some sort of amp and energy and fire, they rally behind that. It's what they've needed. Not being passive, but being active, being the aggressor, being the predator and not the prey. Phil, what's up, brother? I hope the tour continues to go well for you, my friend. He says, I'm home for, oh, he's home for a couple weeks. Okay, can't believe 15 days to see Broncos on the field. Hashtag Buckham, hashtag MHH for life. Yeah, it's crazy, man, because you wait all offseason. I mean, once that draft is over, you're just kind of like. Mother's Day is almost here. 
and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Hurry up and wait. And then all of a sudden it's here, boom, and you're off. It's like zero to 60. And the games, the preseason games, 15 days, you'll, 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 uh, you'll be here before you know it. So great to see you, Phil. Thanks, buddy. Favorite time of the year. Couldn't be more excited. Uh, we also have on Facebook, Doug jumping in. He says, appreciate all your efforts covering our team. I hope we see a playoff team this year. Thank you, Doug. Very, very cool of you. Uh, well, one thing Sean Payton said in that same sit-down with USA Today was, uh, quote, I'm going to be pissed off if this is not a playoff team. So Sean Payton's sharing a brain uh, with you on that, my friend. There really isn't a reason why if they stay healthy, and that's the big if here, that they can't make the playoffs as a wild card team, finish 9-8, and 10-7, and seven, and sneak in there and kind of um, dispel all the criticism of the last six to seven years and kind of show that this is a new Broncos team under new ownership, a new head coach, a new culture. It's a new era. And you do that by winning. So that's why I said, I don't want to count my chickens. I don't want to crown necessarily Sean Payton for, you know, one or two statements. It's going to have to be proven on the field, but every breadcrumb that we've seen so far has led me to believe that it will be the real deal. And he'll get them back to where they should be, which is at the very least a competent winning team. So we're grabbing James right now, and then we're going to grab Antonio and Patrick and Mark McDonald, who's going off on Facebook. Uh, James, though, bro, thank you. Welcome. Good to see you tonight, my friend. Very generous of you. Appreciate you. He says, yo, boys, celebrating Sean Payton's mile-high altitude. Buck them all. Our boys are ready. Uh, who do you see as Broncos MVP? Love MHH for life from Caribbean St. Kitts. Rad, dude. See, Broncos country is not a geographic location, baby. It's a state of being. It's wherever you are, and that's where James is, in the Caribbean. Sounds like he's living it up, living the dream. Uh, but love it. So what's your answer for him, though, Zach? Who's the Broncos MVP? Russell Wilson. It's it's the only answer. I mean, he is the key. He is the bus driver driving the bus known as the Broncos. And that's why they hired Sean Payton was to get that rebound back to what Russ should be and could be and will be. So I think a big statistical jump from last year, it's not saying much, but you're going to see it, week 17 and week 18 Russ, not week one to week 16 Russ. So number three is your MVP. Has to be Russ. If it's not Russ... You're, this is a this is a team that's in trouble. So, Russ, that's my prediction as well. Uh, Antonio, what's good, dude? Great to see you. Says, thank goodness Sean Payton is at the helm. Yes, rejoice, Broncos country. Uh, an adult is back in the building, and it's a guy who you can co you can compare with uh, all timers like Mike Shanahan, who coached this team. 
Um, I'll throw Gary Kubiak in there as an all-timer. He brought home a Super Bowl. Yep. Only one other coach ever did that for the Broncos. Um, and even though his tenure was short-lived, we all know his full impact on the Broncos over the course of his career, not only as a backup cue, but then, you know, as the coordinator for those back-to-back championships under Shanny. So Sean Payton's on that on a level with those dudes. Um, all is right with the world. Patrick uh, says, any other Hawaii Bronx uh, want to get together to have our own meet and greet on October 8th? I am on Oahu. All right, so guys, if you're wanting to get a uh, Hawaiian uh, meet and greet together, MHH style, Patrick, ready to organize that. Um, if you get any takers on that, Patrick, let us know, and we'll do what we can to kind of help you promote that and, and bring it together. R- really cool idea uh, because we have so many members of, of the MHH community of Broncos country in Hawaii. So Mark McDonald on Facebook. Uh, lo- I, hey, dude, I got to tell you, by the way, I love your profile pic. He says, good evening, gents. Man, I'm still fanboying over this new helmet reveal. That helmet is fire. New unis to match. Uh, very generous. By the way, Mark, we haven't seen someone throw down that level of stars on Facebook in a good long while. So thank you, my friend. means a lot to us. Uh, but yes, the, the helmet came out and it kind of, uh, we were expecting a white thing, right? Because of the original teaser. And that's what I was hoping for was more of like the color rush D old school D on white. I'm, I'm stoked on it on the subject. And it's going to be worn with the color rush, <clears throat> pardon me, um, you know, uniforms this season. But Zach, if uh, you listen to the Damani Leach presser from this week, he was, it sounds like a new uniform and just kind of a whole new look is in the hopper. Not imminent, not coming this year, maybe not even next year. Who knows exactly when, but he went so far as to uh, throw out a few anecdotes and share that he and his staff went to um, Nike's facilities, spent time there going over what the vision is, what the mission statement of the Broncos is, what their culture is all about. And you only do that when you're seriously, Zach, uh, in the initial stages of some kind of a new design for the team. So, um New unis coming down the pike. No debt, no, no time frame on that, but uh, definitely something in the hopper from what it sounds like. It takes quite a while in the NFL to change jerseys. I read like two to three years is the usual time frame for that. So they're kind of dipping their toe in the water with the helmet. I think the helmet will look a lot better with an all white uniform, but say la vie, here we are. I, the helmet's okay. It's something different. It, I get, give it like a B minus. I, I wasn't blown away, but I wasn't disgusted either. But I'm also not one that's huge in the uniforms. The Broncos could be wearing like leather helmets from the 40s as long as they win football games, something that Greg Penner even mentioned as well. Fans care most about winning above all else. He's a thousand percent right. No doubt about it. Thank you again, Mark. Naj, a legendary, mythical figure who uh, needs no introduction from us. Can't wait to hang with you in a couple of months' time, my friend. He says, hey, brothers, I appreciate Peyton's honesty, particularly the support for Russ. The team needs a culture change, so I get it. I don't think the Jets stuff was necessary, but whatever. The game is played on the field, not on paper. Let's go. Naj, so, so generous of you, my friend. Thank you. See, that's the thing is, yeah, the Jets kind of got drawn into it, but it, they're in in Peyton's view, you know, they're guilty by association with Nathaniel Hackett. Right. Now, if they hadn't hired Nathaniel Hackett to be the offensive coordinator to kind of, you know, 
operate this Aaron Rodgers thing. Maybe the Jets don't get brought up, but they did. And it is conspicuous, Zach, that they are uh, kind of repeating a lot of the same old um, NFL offseason mistakes, you know, as far as really trying to, quote, unquote, win the offseason. I mean, golly, this time last year, if you asked anybody who won the NFL offseason, I mean, nine out of ten NFL reporters, whether it's local or, you know, national guys, they're going to say the Denver Broncos. It was a monumental offseason you know, obviously headlined by the blockbuster Russell Wilson trade and also the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett, who at the time, right, everyone's gushing. This was Aaron Rodgers' offensive coordinator, yada, yada, yada. But Sean Payton, look, nothing new under the sun for him. He's seen it before, and it rarely, rarely comes out in the wash for the teams who, quote, unquote, win the offseason. I think the only there, – there's a couple of exceptions to that. Uh, that, that kind of proved the rule. One of them, the Broncos happened to be, which is 2012, when they signed Peyton Manning, the biggest fish in the history of NFL free agency. Then you could kick that can down the road and say Tampa Bay won an offseason, right, when they got Tom Brady. Both those teams not only won their offseason, but they made the playoffs. Both those teams eventually went on to win the Super Bowl. Uh, so, etc. cetera, but the, the rule is, you win the offseason, great. Those teams usually are just barely treading water when you get to actual football. Thank you, Naj, as always. It's, it's very, very generous of you. Can't wait to see you at the meet and greet in week seven. Um, I don't see, though, how he attacked the Jets. I, I mean, he didn't mention them by name. Again, he didn't talk about the, the history of the team or bring up Aaron Rodgers or Robert Salah. He talked about Hackett and Chad's hundred percent correct. It's only because Hackett's employed by the Jets. That's why there's this narrative of Sean Payton attacking the Jets where all he said was the truth. It was one of the worst coaching jobs in NFL history. And that was exemplified by the Broncos pulling the plug on Nathaniel Hackett during his first season. Yeah. which is so unprecedented. That doesn't happen unless you're Urban Meyer. Not even mm -hmm. Josh McDaniels got fired in year one. So that was an admission back then that Hackett wasn't cutting it. And guess what? When Jerry Rossberg, who was dragged out of retirement when he was named the interim, the Broncos looked 10 times better. It's all about coaching. So what Sean Payton said here is factually correct. The truth hurts. That it does, but it shall also set you free. Steve, again, jumping in. Thank you, buddy. So speaking of energy, I sent you a picture of my energy drink for this season. I'm glad I'm able to listen. Hashtag MHH for life. Denver Broncos for life. Don't screw with Broncos country. DFW Broncos country. Love it. I'll see if I can find it and show everybody, Steve. Uh, thank you, bud, because I'm sure they would actually be quite interested to see it. Zach, we have a, an, a top rope, top, 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 tippity top super chat here Whoa. from Seth Harmon. Thank Ooh, you, Seth. Wow. I got to tell you. A longtime Super Chat superstar that's been on Mount Rushmore's here at MHH. Uh, but I, I haven't seen Seth for a minute. And then he comes in and goes, hey, kaboom, announces himself with authority. Very, very generous of you, my friend. Thank you, Seth. Means a lot to us, my dog. Hope you're doing well. That's incredible, Seth. Thank you. If you have any sort of comment, question, complaint, please uh, get it in the chat. We'll make sure to highlight it. Thank you again. Uh, great to see you, big dog. Thank you, bud. Um, okay. And any topics, Seth, you want us to get to put it in the chat, my friend. Uh, also great to see, uh, Nick Hale in the chat with us. Sean Payton is a straight shooter. Says it like he sees it. Much love fellas. Right back at you, bro. Um, okay. There's a couple non-supers that I wanted to grab from earlier. One of which is, um, oh, where'd it go? I thought I started. 
Oh well. On this, while uh, while I figure out, well, let me. I'll grab this from Clayton too. Clayton, one of our longtime great supporters on Facebook, saying, "Man, I'm getting pumped to see our secondary. They're going to play man to man with help over the top and blitzing our linebackers. More interceptions, plenty of sacks. I'm telling you guys, damn Bronx for life. I'm hoping you're right on the sack side because if if that comes first, you know, not so much comes first, but I think that's the first thing that has to happen in order for all those other great things." that you're talking about to really uh, take shape, Zach. Yeah, I mean, the talent is definitely there, and it's gotten kind of lost in the fray uh, that the Broncos were a top 10 defense and top five even for a majority of the year under Ajiro Evero. Well, VJ comes in, he inherits mostly the same players, and they've gotten better at certain areas as well. It's all on him to maximize that talent, but if he does, they could lead or be near the top in sacks and takeaways and, and just general chaos. That's going to be the perfect buoy to a more explosive, consistent offense under Sean Payton. Indeed. Okay, so real quick, thank you again, Clayton. I found it. I'll show you guys what uh, the Mile Highlander is talking about with his new favorite drink. I think you guys will get a, a kick out of this. Uh, stand by. Here you go. Bucked up energy. Mango tango. Straight from the tap, or as my uncle would say, straight from the tizap. Bucked up energy. Love it, dude. Very cool. Thank you for sharing it with us, big dog. I uh, really appreciate it. Okay, Zach, we are at 43 minutes. It's been a lively, lively, lively conversation. It's nice, man. Feels like things are rolling again. And it, and they are. You know, it's, yep. all is right with the world. Um, but before we uh, get too much longer into this conversation, your thoughts on Sean Payton also seemingly going to war with the NFL over this suspension to Uazarike. Not so much um, necessarily questioning the suspension or that, hey, you know, trying to minimize per se what, what he did. He did get caught gambling on the NFL last season. But he said the NFL ought to be ashamed uh, for suspending him, the implication being uh, for how long they did, like it being an open-ended, indefinite suspension guaranteed to miss an entire season. What was your take on that? Because I kind of scratched my head on that one a little bit. Well, I mean, talk to Calvin Ridley, who's actually a star talent. Unlike Awuzurike, he was banned for an entire year for doing the same thing. I mean, you can disagree with the rule, but the rule is the rule. My problem with the NFL, and maybe Sean Payton agrees or he doesn't, is the vagary before they cleared it up of what you're not supposed to do before they issued a PowerPoint to every team, it was very vague and unclear as to what's allowed. When can you bet? What can you bet on? Where do you do it? You know, the protocols in which it should be operated. And they didn't explain that until a few months ago, but they still, you know, there was still the prevailing thought that, listen, if you're an NFL player, if you're an NFL employee, if you're part of an NFL franchise, just don't gamble on sports. Don't gamble on football. It's as simple as that. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, it seems like, got there before I did when I was trying to think of that word, cantankerous. So congrats and props to you, my friend. Um, okay, so here's one that I wanted to grab uh, from Austin H. who said, I wonder how George Payton is feeling right now after Sean's comments. So, Zach, I don't know if I actually read the part where he mentions the GM let me find it real quick here because, um, yeah, that's not it. Stand by. I'm going to find it. Uh, okay, so this is a this is a salient point I think as well that that Peyton brings up 
uh, relative to you know the complicity for last season's uh, debacle. Quote, talking of Wilson, that wasn't his fault. That was the parents who allowed it. That's not an incrimination on him, but an incrimination on the head coach, the GM, the president, and everybody else who watched it happen. Now, a quarterback having an office and a place to watch film is normal, but all those things get magnified when you're losing. And that other stuff, talking about personal and private coaches being given access to the building, I've never heard of it. We're not doing that, close quote. So, Zach, what he's getting at here is, you know, outside of the Jets thing, outside of slamming Hackett, I guess, too, this was really the only Bronco oriented controversy i guess i should say was him saying that was the gm the president everyone else who watched it happen so what do you say to that in in answer to to this question about wondering how peyton's feeling right now george that is show me where he's wrong again how is that not factually correct everyone had a hand in how historically bad the team was last year and it, yeah, it's an indirect dig at George Payton, but George Payton was the one who hired Nathaniel Hackett and oversaw Hackett uh, having a club med atmosphere in Dove Valley, now Centaur Training Center. He allowed everyone Hackett did to do their own thing. It was like a, a sleepaway camp for grown men, millionaire athletes. And again, that falls on the guy who hired uh, Nathaniel Hackett. How does George Payton feel? probably lucky to have a job still. If we're being honest, I wasn't advocating for his firing, but Sean Payton easily considering the leeway and power he's accumulated in the building, $18 million per year. He could have fired George Payton. He could have hired Jeff Ireland away from the, uh, the saints and made him the GM. He decided to work with George Payton and establish some sort of continuity because that breeds success in the NFL. So guys, we're about out of time. So any burning topics, get them in the chat. This is why, though, Zach, because, again, you're 100% right, and I wrote the same thing in my piece today that he's not wrong. Nothing that he said is uh, factually incorrect, all right? It's all, like, it's all true. Um, this is why I think, though, I mean, I'll remind everybody, yes, like Zach kind of hinted at here. In terms of pecking order, you've got ownership, you've got, Penner, who's a co-owner but uh, CEO, you've got Sean Payton, then you've got George Payton. So even though George Payton, the perception is that the GM is kind of the boss of everything, in many cases that's that's how it works out. I would say in most cases that's how kind of the power structure looks in the NFL. In this case, that was one of the asks for for Sean Payton. I am the final football decision maker. Like I decide these things. I get the final say. That doesn't mean he's the one grinding with the scouts 24 7, 365. He doesn't have time for that. He's the head coach, but he gets to decide those things. And Zach, I do think that, like you said, if he did not want George Payton here, he would not be here. So if anything, George Payton's going, yeah, okay, cool. You know, okay, I, at least I know where I stand. Uh, I'm glad I still have a job. Let's hope we win some freaking games this year. But honestly, I think probably George Payton was not necessarily in on this with, with Sean, but apprised of it before the piece hit. I don't think it was – I would be surprised if this USA Today piece came out today and George Payton and the Penners were – Walton Penners were taken aback. But conversely, if George Payton didn't want to be here after Sean was hired, he could have – 
you know, made that clear. He could have walked away, resigned, asked for his contractual release, whatever. So obviously there's some sort of friendly working relationship between the two. And if anything, for George Payton, the pressure is off of him now. I mean, the Russell Wilson trade was last year. Sean Payton comes in. He's the big muckamuck. Uh, he makes these comments and kind of puts the Broncos on the Jets bulletin board. So if they lose, it's going to fall on Sean Payton. He's going to get the heat, not George. He kind of goes to the background now. So it's a win-win for him. That's how I would look at it if I was George. All right, two more. We're going to grab this very generous number two super chat from Seth Harmon. Uh, Thank you and so much, Seth. We're going to grab one from Osbaldo uh, as well. So, Seth, bro, thank you. Seriously, two top rope super chats tonight, and it's been a minute since we've seen you. Man, really glad to have you back, big dog. He says, how do you think Vance Joseph will address when teams run away from Zach Allen? Will the Broncos sign another interior D lineman? I think they will eventually, Zach, sign another more you know, veteran kind of fail safe guy there. sounds like they're going to go with their, some of these younger unproven guys and see what, what kind of how it shakes out initially. But um, Zach Allen is a Derek Wolf type uh, three, four defensive end in that he can offer you some interior pass rush, but he's also hella stout at the point of attack as a run defender. But I don't necessarily, I think teams might, depending on how the other D end, job uh kind of solidifies they might run away from when you talk about rushing the ball they might run away from allen but it's not going to be easy because you're going to have dj jones on that defensive line too and you can run away from him but dj is going to be in the middle and he'll be a step or two closer to that ball than allen so um but I, I back to the point here seth i do think they eventually bring in another d lineman yeah, I do think they're waiting until uh, final cuts or preseason playing out. To, they will sign someone. I can almost guarantee that. But I'm not worried about the the rushing defense with the lack of defensive line depth right now. Because if you run away from Zach Allen, you run right into, as Chad said, DJ Jones, but also Mike Purcell, great run stuffer. Tyler Lancaster, who they signed, great run stuffer. Matt Henningsen, good run stuffer. Alex Singleton, good run stuffer. Josie Jewell, good run stuffer. I am not worried about the rushing defense in the front seven. What worries me, if you're starting Henningsen, for example, opposite Allen, is how they get pressure or at least tie up the blockers on the outside in the 3-4 system for the outside linebackers, the edge players, to get to the quarterback. That's why I feel like they have to sign someone, and they will. Anyway, great topic. Thank you, Seth. Um, this is a topic from Osbaldo that we – haven't gotten to tonight, then it's worth it real quick. And then we'll grab Mike and then we're out of here. It says, what do you guys think about both Marvin Mims and KJ Hamler being injured? Uh, thank you, Osbaldo. So uh, everybody knows about KJ, right? Um, coming off that uh, peck starting on the NFI list. So he'll be unavailable for the uh, kickoff of camp. We'll see how long that lasts. Marvin Mims also dealing with an injury. What can you tell everybody about Peyton's um what info, you know, he doesn't like talking about injuries, but he did talk a little bit about Mims. It could be a lot worse. I mean, today alone, Jalen Ramsey tore his meniscus. He's out until December. Joe Burrow has a calf injury on a non-contact uh, play. I mean, it's it sucks, but that's the life of the NFL. It's all about the war of attrition. And when teams are starting up training camp after being idle for six weeks, these things are bound to happen. What he explained Sean Payton did about uh, Mims was that it's an in a hamstring injury that's different than the hammy that he injured previously. 
which is concerning. Yeah, the KJ Hamler flashbacks, we all get that. But Sean Payton also said he should be back in about five, six days, maybe a week, and then good to go. They shouldn't push him because hamstrings are notoriously uh, easily aggravated, re-aggravated, and they're hard to rehab. So it might be where he's on a pitch count early in the preseason or, or maybe all of the preseason, but his week one status isn't in any doubt, and I cannot wait to see him ball out this year. In terms of who would step up in their absence, um, you know, uh, Mims will be back in time to make an impact, but I think that opens the door for Jalen Virgil. That opens the door for even uh, Montreal Washington. Opens the door for a little bit wider uh, in a different respect for Marquez Callaway, little Jordan Humphrey. So who would I like to see step up in their absence? Um, I'd probably like to see a Jalen Virgil yep. uh, step up and kind of get a little bit of shine because that dude's got speed, Zach. And then we're, we're grabbing a massive, massive super from Lady D. I just want to say real quick, yeah, because uh, Lady D deserves the attention for sure. Um, Mims is a speed guy, so if you don't have Hamler, you got to replace that one-for-one one quality, and the easiest way to do that is either, like Chad said, Jalen Virgil, Speed Demon, or I know he's everyone's least favorite player, uh, Montreal Washington. I still feel like the Broncos, Chad, can salvage him uh, based on that you know, disastrous season last year. I don't think that was handled well by the coaching staff. They kind of Isaiah McKenzie'd uh, Montreal, Washington, and I think Sean Payton has better plans for him if he makes the team. Also, Mike, thank you, bud. Always really appreciate your your contributions, your support, your enthusiasm. It means the world to us, big dog. Uh, Lady D, top rope. I mean, this is like number you, five bro. or six top rope thank super you. chat tonight. So grateful to our community. Lady D, happy to hear from you. We're about to sign off, but for us, it's always better late than never. We get to chat with you. So thank you so much. So generous. Helping us keep the lights on here at MHH. She says, Zach, great to catch you guys. Hoping they sign a great one. Looking forward to seeing you guys soon. I'm not sure when that when that get clocked in. 7-11. So maybe she's talking about the D-lineman thing is, is maybe what she's talking about as far as signing. But either way, Lady D, love you. Uh, looking forward to seeing you at the meet and greet as well. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for your daily and weekly and monthly and yearly support. It means the world to us, and we hope you're having a great night. Um, all right. With that, we got a few messages for you guys, and then we got to dip on out of here. Just imagine complaining we're on for an hour, whereas other podcasts are a half hour. I mean, some people will never be satisfied, but that was, an, I think, another tremendous episode of the MHH podcast. If you're not doing so and you have a Twitter account, be sure to follow us there at the MHH Sorry, podcast. Zach, Zach, sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. What he's actually saying is, why don't you go longer? Why only go live for one hour like y'all have something to do right after? Well, it's because we do. We do. Um, there's always stuff to be done relative to milehighhuddle.com and the written stuff that we do. So when you see us kind of urgently trying to get off, that's why is because we have a schedule that we have to work around. Uh, that is an internal thing. We work uh, here at MHH. So hopefully that gives you some insight. Sorry, Zach, go on. We're also, I think the only outlet that streams seven days a week consistently, but that's uh, another story for another day, I guess. Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, the mothership account at mile high huddle, Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL and Scott, our producer at scout Kennedy. If you guys want some buck merch hats, shirts hoodies anything you can imagine it's right there mhhmerch.com go get you some also give us a like at facebook.com slash 
Mile High Huddle Pod and follow us on IG if you're there at mile underscore high underscore huddle. Apple Podcasts, make sure if you haven't done so, you're leaving your football pre safe five, count them five star review for a chance to win some merch each and every single month. But if anything, please, y'all, subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like you. Amen. Shout out to these great Super Chat superstars and Facebook supporters tonight, starting with YouTube, David McElrath, Lady D, that's Deanna Hendry, Zeus McPeak, Larry No Filter, Troy, Aaron, Steve, Kenny, Safe Shield Security Screens, and doors, Tom, Gary, Frankie, James Edwards, Brent P, Antonio, Naj, Seth, love it. On Facebook, Michael Ronquillo, Keith Brugman, George Fox, Howie, Doug, Phil, Mark. Much love and respect. Can't wait to talk to you guys again on Sunday. See y'all Sunday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the start of training camp tomorrow. The official start with fans in attendance. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.